0: Fearless Narrative is the podcast where we spotlight amazing female entrepreneurs and artists who are changing the world today. Enjoy the show.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fearless Narratives. I am your host, Kia Miner.
0: And I am your host, Cortland Jones. And today, our guest is my friend, Christina Vandian. She is an Armenian-American fine artist located in New York City. She and I met about Sophomore year in high school, and have been taking after-school art classes together at the Cooper School of Art. Today, Christina is still pursuing her love of art and painting, and creating mixed media pieces.
2: Hi, Christina. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Uh, I want to congratulate you on your podcast, and I think what you're doing is amazing. And um, I think it's incredible and you're so brave. And oh. I want to thank you for inviting me. I feel really honored <laughs> that you, you would consider me.
0: <laughs> Yay, we love it. <laughs> okay, so to get started, I want to ask you about your background
2: and what led you to being an artist. So, um I wouldn't necessarily say that I have a career in art Mm -hmm. (laughs) and 15 year old me that you met would be very uh, (laughs) upset about that. (laughs) But it's okay because I think the path that I ended up taking um definitely brought me to very wonderful things in my life Mm -hmm. so back when you first met me art was you know everything and after Mm -hmm. applying to Cooper which was my dream school twice and getting rejected twice uh, I went to my second choice which was Parsons and even though that's still like a really amazing school I just didn't really feel like I was on the right path Mm -hmm. and I had a crisis and I didn't know what I was going to do after I graduated and The only thing I wanted to do was just make my art and I couldn't see how I possibly could make a living off of doing just that. Mm -hmm. So in a panic, I dropped out and I went to pharmacy school because I was told it was a good job and I didn't even think twice about it. (laughs) So once I was there, I realized that I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just the the furthest thing from what I could have wanted to actually do with my life. So after a few changes with my major, I ended up falling in love with psychology and specifically stumbled into the field of applied behavior analysis uh, which is what my current career is and I absolutely love this job I think it's incredible Um, there are many different options you can take in the field but what I'm doing is working with children and um, adults on the autism spectrum and teaching them different life skills that they need like communication and daily living skills to be as independent as possible and I think it's very rewarding and humbling And the people I work with inspire and, like, motivate me every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But this doesn't mean that I ever stopped doing art. So although I took, like, a totally different path with, like, career-wise, I'm still trying to dedicate as much time as I can to work on my art when I have the time and participate in at least, like, a few shows a year, even though the past few years have been kind of hard to do since, you know, there was the pandemic and I was working on my master's (laughs) and the motivation was just not quite there, you know, but I'm trying to get back into it, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I, um, I know how hard it was from, with, uh, Cooper. And I also applied there, but I knew that I wasn't getting into school, but, um, so Kia, uh, she and I had done these art school programs at Cooper for like I want to say two years maybe three years yeah something know. like that <laughs> yeah and we were like really obnoxious students like we were obnoxious teenagers together <laughs> like me and her were like besties, and it was real we were annoying but um <laughs> art was like our life and it's still part of my life and I think part of yours too like, a huge part of yours too yeah but um I think Cooper the uh rejection like the home test alone was mm-hmm. death but then after that like process and then having it be yes. turned down after all that was devastating right? Yeah. Both, both of us. You know what
2: though? I think the rejection is probably one of the best things that could have happened to me, me too, yeah. because I would have loved every second of being in that school, but then I would have left not knowing what I'm going to do with my career. And, mm-hmm. you know, fine arts has been the only thing I was ever interested in. Like, I don't really have like a graphic design mindset or anything like that that could be like commercially successful. So I, I would be struggling a lot, you know, if that was the only thing I ever did. So it really helped me look further into what is out there in the world that I can do.
1: Yeah. And, and it's like, so pointed that you pointed out specifically what you're doing nine to five, but how that feeds you to be able to do what you wanna do, right? Because many different uh, people on this show talk about how it's important to do what you love and you know, Cortland and I always speak to that but you are the perfect example of, you know even if you can't do it full time to be able to find time and not feel bad about it, right? Like Mm -hmm. be okay with the fact that this is your artist space for now and that doesn't mean that it's permanent everything in life is temporary, right? Um, you on the timeline so I think it's really cool that you're you've already made it to that space where you're like I'm an artist I may not be an an artist seven days a week nine to five because I still gotta make money but I'm still able to do what I love Mm -hmm. and know that you know and embody that so kudos to you for that for sure.
0: (laughs) Okay so has mixed media art always been a part of your journey because I know in with Cooper but before I even like before that it was it was mostly I think painting was your media of choice is that is that correct
2: uh so yeah uh mixed media has not been for uh, what I did from the very beginning Mm -hmm. um I basically started um learning the classics like the drawing and painting uh still lifes and you know anatomy um I started experimenting a little bit more when I was in high school. I took a uh, ceramics class and it was probably one of my favorite classes that I ever took because it was like something so totally different. You know, I can't access that type of material at home. Mm -hmm. So, it was you know, a really interesting experience. And um, our teacher really encouraged us to try new things with it. So I started adding um, materials like wood or metal, glass, fabric covered in like polyurethane like really strange items that you wouldn't like think to put on a ceramic piece but Mm -hmm. uh, you know I stumbled into like very unique materials that really kind of spoke to me and that's when I started kind of doing more mixed media work and straying a little bit further from those classics and like Mm -hmm you know, integrating drawing and painting together and then putting more things on top of it and just see like how wild I can get with everything, you know, mm-hmm. and while I was working on my college portfolio, it's like I officially just let loose and just tried any combination of things that seemed interesting to me. <laughs> so can you
0: explain to those who who may not understand what mixed media art is and what your thought is when choosing the kind of content or the kind of materials you are using in your pieces?
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, the definition of mixed media is pretty simple. It would be like the combination of any materials that can't be classified under any other type of art form. So like if you painted something and then drew on top of it, uh, I would consider that mixed media because now it's neither just a painting or just a drawing. It's a combination of both different types of media. Um, but you can always take it a step further and just experiment with a whole bunch of different materials. and I think that's when mixed media gets really interesting. Um So with my thought process, I usually don't have a thought process. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the materials themselves to kind of inspire me and guide me. And I rarely have a plan when I decide to create something and rather I just gather the inspiration from the materials I find themselves. And to me, kind of the journey is more important and significant than like the end result sometimes. So I don't really like forcing it. I just choose items that I would naturally gravitate towards. And I've been tending to favor more like organic and natural things. Like I'll collect rocks, crystals, leaves, flowers, Mm -hmm. sand, glass fabric and I'll source my materials from just like all over <laughs> and um they're either things that I find or already have that I can repurpose and I'm definitely not ashamed to use things that I love like glitter and I don't <laughs> care if it looks tacky or cheesy I love sparkle and I will use it you know <laughs> you are yeah, yeah you are a very sparkly person like I, oh I, yes yeah for sure <laughs>
0: Um, I, I loved mixed media when I was in school, but I was I think that was probably the hardest class I had. Yeah. because I couldn't like figure out what to use in my pieces all. It was like I didn't want it to be too many things, but like not, mm-hmm. not like too cliche and then not like too cluttered and
2: Yeah. It, it was could definitely be easy to overdo it. Yeah, not, I've done that a lot, you know. <laughs> I definitely feel like that would be me. I would just be like, ooh, ooh,
1: ooh, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Put it all together. <laughs> uh, my my favorite story to tell about my my artist self is um I always wanted to be a drawer like so bad like I wanted to be able to like just draw like I had a couple classmates that you just draw me this and they'd be like here you go I'm like oh my god I want to do that so I took a, a drawing and painting class in high school and um bless her heart Mrs. Frame was my teacher and uh she basically made sure I passed the class by filling in all of the gaps of my oh, talent. <laughs> like I'd bring up my, we did like a Mona Lisa drawing one time and um it was just not going well. Like I just knew it wasn't going well. And I was like, okay, I need help. This frame. She's like, okay. And I figured out that all I, I just had to say the right words to get her. Because you know, as an artist, you both know like once you get going, you get going, you don't even realize. So I just had to get her into her zone and then she'd just start finishing it for me, but she'd forget that she finished it for me. So that was my drawing and painting class. And every time she's just like, oh, honey, you tried. Yeah. <laughs> frame.
2: Well, see, that's why the journey is more important than the destination. Yeah, <laughs> there, you go. there you go. It's all about learning <laughs> and experimenting.
0: <laughs> okay, so as an Armenian, I know that you've been involved in dance
2: Mm -hmm. in the past.
0: So has dance or any other form of artistic expression had any influence on your artist style or Mm -hmm. development?
2: Uh, Yeah, so dance has always been a very important part of my life. I I did ballet when I was a little kid, and I briefly did it in like my early 20s. And I very, very recently tried to get back into it and I started taking ballet again last week after a 10 year break, which is pretty intimidating at my age and my ability, but I'm enjoying just like getting back into it and just not taking it so seriously because I'm not going to be a ballerina at this age, honestly, you know, like (laughs) I'm just doing it for my own fun and enjoyment. and. Uh, When I was around 17, for about five to six years, I also had the privilege of being in an Armenian folk dance group. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. (laughs) And it was honestly an amazing experience being able to learn and perform our cultural dances. And they hold so much significance in history. And unfortunately, the group is no longer together, but it shaped a lot of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of my heritage can be reflected in my art. Mm -hmm. And... I would really encourage anyone who's interested to read about what's currently happening in Armenia. So Armenians are overall very resilient group of people given our history and without getting too deep into it, um, it's one of the oldest countries in the world, also uh, the first Christian nation and in 1915 we faced a genocide and to this day we're still facing attempts at ethnic cleansing and many people aren't aware of this due to the lack of media coverage and it's very disheartening and frustrating not to be seen or heard so i feel like i tried to take a lot of these feelings and translate them into my art as well
0: thank you for sharing that i know that um it's been very hidden for years like ever and i've heard it from you in the past i know how how um the media hasn't been covering it at all which is devastating yeah but i really appreciate you having it shared today on this podcast we can hopefully have it out there more and hopefully make something good from it um okay so what is it that you want others to feel when they see your artwork and buy your pieces
2: so this to me is a funny question because i'm not sure how to answer it Like, I personally don't really like like, over explaining my work, which Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel might be a bad thing because then uh, it might not be interpreted in the way that I intended it to, but I also enjoy seeing and hearing other people's thoughts about my art because I feel like it gives it like additional meaning. Mm -hmm. And I usually like to keep the descriptions pretty vague, but I give them like interesting titles and leave the rest up to interpretation. Mm -hmm. And if somebody decides to purchase one of my pieces, I want it to feel uh, like special to them also, not something that's like so like specifically special to me that others can't really relate with it. Mm -hmm. And I'm currently working on like a new little series that feels like a little bit melancholic like there's a lot going on and I feel like my current work kind of touches on a little bit sad but also hopeful and you know it's different from anything I've done before I recently stumbled into a new material I never tried like I find these acrylic panels and they spoke to me for some reason Mm -hmm. and I don't know I just went for it and we'll see how it goes and if it goes well and it's good enough to share I'm hoping it can bring somebody else joy you know like I personally love collecting art and what I look for is if it brings me some sort of joy, even if it's like a sad piece or something, like I love looking at others art and collecting others art. And I hope somebody else feels the same about mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that when I see your artwork, it's always, I always feel like a magical feeling. like, it feels <laughs> like it's like, I almost get like trapped into like a whole new world. Like it's has like mystical feeling to it. Yeah, it's, know, it's
2: it's the glitter. <laughs>
0: It's the glitter. <laughs> it's really really like I don't know, it's just beautiful and like deep and it's just like it sparks joy but also has me like thinking in like a more like deeper, darker sense too. It I don't know, it varies, but it's really just it's so beautiful.
2: Thank you.
1: Yeah, and to, to your point, Corlin, like it's so nice to hear the, the the insight into the creation of these pieces because it's it makes so much sense, right? Like everything I'm hearing about what you're saying is there's just so much freedom in your process, right? Like you don't get tied down. You really just let everything come to you. Like, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of um, research and insight into the feminine energy and like the law of attraction and that you're like totally speaking to that, right? And it then (laughs) totally translates into the art that you actually create. It's like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. Like I see it all connected though. It's awesome.
0: adding to that, have you had any special reactions to your artwork that's been like unique or unexpected?
2: So um, I worked for a few summers in a program for blind and visually impaired teenagers, and I taught them art classes during that program. And since I'm a mixed media person, we focused mostly on like textures and like tactile materials. And I feel like I always got the best reactions from them when I brought in my own art to share and like give Mm -hmm. them examples of what to do. Um, And I think the visual arts can seem very limiting for people with certain disabilities, Mm -hmm. such as blindness, but I really believe in accessibility and being able to experience all forms of art. And I think mixed media is probably one of the best ways to um, feel the textures and touch the materials and experience them in a new way. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's reaction is a little bit different, but like, seeing it from the perspective of somebody who can't see, I think that's even more interesting, you know?
0: That's oh. beautiful. Yeah, like, that just hit my heart. so right? <laughs> Wonderfully. <laughs> I never even thought um, about that, like, how the blind can, you know, experience art, but obviously, yes, t- t- uh, texture mm-hmm. and, ten- and like, that's how they can see. Like, like, that's so interesting, and I think makes me as the best way to, like, you know, have that in, in their... For them to like experience that so adding to that then what is the most special piece of artwork that has been created by you or or for someone for you or for someone else
2: so um I have a hard time feeling like any one piece is special because I go through these phases of this is the best thing I ever did and then a few weeks (laughs) later I hate it and I like don't want to look at it anymore. I've been there yeah. (laughs) Um, But there is one piece that uh, it was I think one of my first self portraits that I did and I created it for my college portfolio. And although it didn't get me into school, I think it was very personal for me at the time. And my mom, who is actually the one who encouraged me to go into arts, and she's an artist herself. I come from like a family of artists, my mom and my dad. And several of my grandparents are artists. and she's wow. the she's the one who really helped me like create my portfolio and teach me a lot of the things. And eventually we ended up teaming together and like teaching art classes on the side. So she loved that self-portrait and she wanted it, and I'm like, it's yours. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I think that's also one of the only pieces of my art that she has. So I feel like, you know, if it's that special for her, it's probably, I don't know, maybe that makes it kind of special, so.
0: <laughs> I've, I've given my mom so many of my, like, self-portraits in the past. Like, <laughs> like she, well, because obviously she loves, you know, seeing my face, because I'm beautiful, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, gorgeous. Obviously. But, um, yeah, I just feel like those, to me, are also my most uh, special to me, because I I always learn a new thing about myself when I draw myself, or when I create my art uh like around my face around any kind of my my features because I don't like to look in the mirror for too long (laughs) so when I'm like doing it for a painting or for a drawing I'm forced to stare stare at my you know my space for a very long time Mm -hmm. and then I like notice you know things about me that I like more which actually helped me to love myself more yeah also find your flaws too so like that's also like the downside of it because now I'm like yes yes why is there a weird eye why is the eye
2: like lazier than the other one yeah yeah. I think self-portraits are probably one of the hardest things to do because you always see yourself different from what other people see you as Mm -hmm. like I remember I did a self-portrait my dad's like why is your nose so big and I'm like because I have a big nose (laughs) like and he's like no you made it like abnormally big and I'm like no, that's what my nose looks like. You know, yeah. Uh, I I grew out of hating my big Armenian nose, and now I love it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it takes time to kind of like see those things and just process them in a way that like other people see them too, not just like you over exaggerating certain features that you don't think are like the best. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious uh, since you mentioned you come from a family of artists. How, what is that like, right? I think about uh, my background being in sports and now being in finance, like any family uh, units, like whether their mom was a coach or their their father was a coach or you know, their dad and mom was an advisor, like they always talk about this immense feeling of pressure
2: that no matter
1: how like wonderful and lovely their parents are it's always there like on the top of their head and the back of their shoulder somewhere does that is that something that you feel like you've experienced growing up
2: um honestly no because i think i strayed so far away from any art form that they did cuz they <laughs> they were very like like classic painter type things like realism and mm-hmm. you know like my mom kind of dabbled into some like modern like abstract pieces but it always kind of went back to you know uh like a natural form natural figures and you know she did try with like mixed media stuff too uh which was great like i loved seeing her like different works but mine was just like <laughs> too weird to be in the same like you know <laughs> category um but yeah my my mom went to school for art and she came here and, uh, learned, um, how to do like textile designing. So right now she's a textile designer. Uh, my dad's a jeweler. Um, -hmm. and he creates like these gorgeous pieces. Mm Uh, my, my grandma's a painter. Uh, my other grandfather from my mom's side, my, my dad's side. He was a painter, and the rest of my family's just doctors. <laughs> so it was either one way or the other, you know. And I went towards art, and I was always like encouraged, you know. I think my mom, like maybe saw like a little bit of talent or something, and just you know what started this was my high school because um there was a Laguardia High School. It's a specialized high school for arts, and she saw that as an option, and I think. It was like she wanted to go to that school, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like she was like living through me by like helping me get into that school. <laughs> so yeah, but it was honestly probably the one of the best experience I ever had in my life was LaGuardia, and yeah, I feel like I just like veered off topic a lot. No, you didn't. No, 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 no. You're on it. You're on it. Don't rambling. <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah, no, I never, I never felt, uh, pressure. Uh, that was the question. <laughs> <laughs> that was the good
1: answer. Yeah,
2: it was, uh, mostly a lot of encouragement and, That's awesome. you know, um, I love constructive criticism. So I love, you know, asking my mom, like, what do you think of this? And her being like, well, you know, if you do this and do that, like, um, to fix it up or but I never I've never heard like oh that's uglier <laughs> except for the big nose comments. <laughs> <So laughs> now I look back at and I'm like yeah that was a pretty big nose. <laughs> well that's awesome. I didn't I didn't have
0: many artists in my family so I got most of my like uh guidance from teachers mm-hmm. and most of my most of them were nice but then in college that was where they were not as nice and they had one teacher who actually um mm-hmm. he would tear up everyone's artwork that was like hideous to him no. like or, or burn it in the class and then put in the trash can on fire yeah like that never mind thank god
2: but <laughs> to watch that for other yeah. students was just like oh my god Christine, heartbreaking head did that happen to you too so no but I'm not gonna lie I kind of wish it did me too honestly <laughs> like at least once I, at least I would once I, I think I um, when I was in uh, when I was in Parsons I had like very like polar opposite to two specific teachers one of which like I could do no wrong everything that I created was like a masterpiece and I'm like all right like thanks but like do you do you have any suggestions to make it better or like you know anything that'll like help me make it you know next level or something it was just always perfect and I'm like okay and then I had another teacher that everything I did was wrong <laughs> mm. and I could never do anything right and you know but it still wasn't constructive either she would just say no <laughs> like okay thank you so much not, now what you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. so like, no I at least like, like if some give me some excitement like tear it up yeah. and burn it. but like not just known my god Oh, i wouldn't want to burn it like i,
0: I um <laughs> i had one teach well, the same one i just talked about he um he, he one time gave me a really bad uh critique but like i, I thought that i thought he was actually going to burn it then but he didn't but okay. also like I, I told I told this to um kid before like I had he, he was kind of a, a pervert and he like he liked me. So I think that's why he didn't burn it up.
2: But yeah, I was like, I, was- I would
0: rather have you burn it up and leave me alone than you know right. be, 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 <laughs> be you know be creepy and you know, whatever. Yeah. But also I had one teacher who was like who also loved me, also in kind of a gross way. And again, he was like, you are so amazing. And like, I knew I had like some pretty crappy work. So I was like, <laughs> dude, like, I know that. I know I had this um, one student next to me who built this like huge, like beautiful piece. And my piece was broken, okay? And like, cause they broke when I came into class and I was like, fuck. And it was like leaning over and it was like crappy and it was not as good at all as, it was probably the worst one in the whole class, okay? I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna lie. But that teacher gave me an A plus and gave that guy like a C minus so whatever or whatever, and that guy cried. And I was like, oh no, I am so sorry. Like, it's not my fault, but I was like, I know this is not, this is not an A plus, this <laughs> is like a D D minus, but okay. It's broken. Like it's, <laughs> poor guy.
1: I'm curious for both of you, um, because I think about, you know, the world we, we live in today is obviously very different from even when we were all in college, right? Like. And I, and I, my frame of references, teaching and coaching were the two things in my background. The things that you can say to kids, then the things that while coach in the, in the classroom or on the court are very different from the things that like teachers and coaches have gotten sued for like little things that I was like, oh my God, my coach did that every day, you know? So would you think, I mean, obviously neither one of you are in the, in, you know, in the classroom in terms of being taught by another artist. But would you say like something like that, that happened to you, Cortland or even, you know, Christina, the, the teacher that was just always no. Do you think that that's something that they've had to change or do you think because of the way that art is structured and thought about it's not given the same type of kid gloves for lack of a better description?
2: Yeah. Um, see there's one of the reasons why I hated art school is because it's so subjective (laughs) yeah and everybody has a different opinion some person thinks it's a masterpiece and Mm -hmm. somebody thinks it's like the biggest pile of garbage they've ever seen Mm -hmm. and there's just at the end of the day it's like I'm making something that's special to me and it's just like it's being judged by people who weren't there while I was like pouring my soul into it you know just to be like oh it's ugly and I'm like okay, (laughs) thanks, you know, or just being like, yeah, it's perfect, and okay, thanks, you know, like, I I really feel like I wasn't getting much out of it, Mm -hmm. and I would really only encourage people to, like, go to art school if they want to learn, like, a specific skill set, like, you're struggling with drawing you can learn how to draw you Mm -hmm. know it's 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 a learned skill you don't need to have talent to learn how to draw you don't Mm -hmm. need talent to learn how to paint creativity is a totally different story like that's hard to like Mm -hmm. you know I I have times where I just have no (laughs) creativity in my brain left but like I could just sit down and draw you know Mm -hmm and yeah like if you want to learn those technical things school is great but other than that like if you're just going there to be critiqued I don't really know if it's necessarily worth it you know
0: yeah I, I would say the same because I I hate art school for that same reason but yeah. also just because like it was like it was a lot it was a lot to take in and I don't feel the teachers have changed to answer, answer your question Pia. I think that like art is hard to I don't know like, hard to explain it, it's hard to understand it, it's hard to really, like, I almost feel like art teachers are, like, supposed to kind of tear you down because they are trying to help you grow and get better and expand and, like, push through those hard moments and, like, have tough skin mm-hmm. because art needs to have tough skin. But I hate art school and that was the cause of my, like, depression.
2: <laughs>
0: that was where it all started for me
2: oh yeah uh, yeah like <laughs> my, my crisis into pharmacy school
0: <laughs> yeah it, it will really like there are like there's a high rate for like suicide for art yeah. schools because yes. how intense it is like FIT has apparently one of the highest rates I didn't what even mean? know that oh man but, I didn't know that yeah but there actually are um, kids I knew who uh who yeah. didn't make it oh, through oh the first God. yeah it was not yeah. It was not a good time. So art school is not what I would say to go to, but again, if you wanna go, I mean go you know, go do it. But like yeah. anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. Okay. So Christina, are there any artists or mentors that have inspired yours your style and how would you describe your style?
2: So I don't really know if I can describe my style. Uh, (laughs) I think it took many years to kind of develop this method that makes my art kind of recognizable as my own. Mm -hmm. But I'm always thinking of new ideas and, you know, experimenting with new materials. And, you know, like I said, the current thing that I'm working on is so totally different than anything that I've done before. So sometimes it makes me nervous because I'm just like, do I even have my own style? Like, can I have like a body of work that's like, oh, this is Christina's, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I think that's like the beauty of art is that like sticking to like one thing just to be like, oh yeah, this is just mine is like so limiting. So, you know, why why am I doing that? You know, just try something new. <laughs> you know, it might be the next best thing, you know, who knows? <laughs> um, But I... I think my style is like always in a state of like developing and growing and changing and um, it's interesting to me and uh, some some artists that have inspired me are um, like Frida Kahlo, Mm. Giorgio O'Keefe, Marina Abramovic and I think these are like incredible female artists who just like completely changed the world of art Um, and all three of them have such like raw intense emotion that like is communicated so well in their art and it's just like something to really admire you know
0: yeah Frida has always been one of my like top three for like ever yeah. it's funny and you know
1: I don't consider myself a creative I mean I shouldn't say that everybody's creative right I don't consider myself an artist as you will reference my story from the beginning but Frida is somebody that I've known since elementary school because my Spanish teacher would always, while we were um doing lessons, she'd like pull up her art on like the what do you call that projector or whatever mm-hmm. that whole thing is up on the screen. And so, and she just traveled through my even my high school career was like all the Spanish teachers knew something about Frida and was always putting her, uh, our her art on display. So I I can be in in with the cool club today, guys. I know <laughs> he's
0: an icon. Yes. Okay, so have you found yourself reacting to any artists' creations in a <clears throat> noteworthy way?
2: Uh, Yeah, definitely. I, I love Instagram. I think it's a great tool to find and discover new artists. Uh, I grew up without the world of like social media. And... I miss
0: those days. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> so I think all of my exposure in the past to art was like books, museums, magazines, you know, and it's hard to really... Uh, experience like newer artists that are not well known and are not uh, you know backed by galleries and stuff like that so now with like Instagram and like other social media you can find art from anyone anywhere from like all around the world and i catch myself just like scrolling for hours at a time and like bookmarking hundreds of pieces that are so incredible Mm. (laughs) Um, and like just such talented people and like even several people that I like randomly stumbled upon I just like had to purchase one of their artworks like you know if I can afford it like it really spoke to me and I'm like this is beautiful like, like yeah. i this hanging up on my wall <laughs> and you know although I really still appreciate like the the classics I tend to gravitate towards like mixed media and like conceptual art and contemporary artists and just seeing the like different and like innovative ways people are able to like manipulate materials now you know
0: yeah I've seen so many artists on Instagram that I feel like um I, I the only time I've ever cried at a painting or at an artwork is probably with Starry Night. When I first saw, saw that one, that one was like breathtaking in person. Like that that was, I always cry when I see it. I'll be bawling my eyes out for that painting. Okay, so earlier in the interview, you were saying how you there are times, times when you're like not always feeling you're at your best. So I want to ask you, how do you stay motivated to keep creating art when things aren't going well in your personal life or your career?
2: So that's a, a tough one, honestly. Like It hasn't been going too well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I promised myself this year, I'm getting it together. I'm going to create a bunch of art and participate in like all the shows that I can find. And I was planning on participating the first one in January and of course I missed the deadline <laughs> so off to a great start you know <laughs> but I also noticed that when I try to push myself to create something just for the sake of a show or to sell something like the quality of my work will decrease yeah because then it becomes more about finishing it quickly and uh, but not really truly being happy with it because you know like I'm just forcing myself to do something um so that's when I end up in the cycle of like creating something and then deleting it from Instagram or painting over it because like it didn't quite get to where like I wanted it to be that's and true. it's hard to have that motivation when things just like aren't going well in life and aren't easy mm-hmm. uh but the motivation to make something you know I feel like is the piece that it brings me because like I feel like I'm at more I'm I'm most content when I am creating art and without any of the deadlines or expectations, just, you know, for myself and for my soul. And I think it's pretty like healing and therapeutic to just kind of pour out your feelings when you're just not having such a good day, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So I want to ask you a question about Instagram then, because you said that you just curious you know, like if you love a piece of artwork and you post it on Instagram and it's not giving enough like likes or engagement, does that affect how you feel about your
2: painting, about your your artwork? You know what? I wanna say no, but yeah. then that would be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> because that's definitely happened to me where I post something and I'm like, this is the best thing ever and I'm gonna get like a million likes. <laughs> you know, and then it gets like two and I'm like, oh God. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's a little discouraging sometimes, but like at the end of the day, I still personally love it. So, you know, but then I always find it so fascinating when I like put out pieces that I'm just like, eh, it's okay. And then like one of my friends or like somebody like random will just be like, this is incredible. And I'm like, really? Like, (laughs) serious? And then I'm like, okay so then I start looking at it in like a different perspective Mm. so like it it kind of like brings both sides to it but Mm. yeah sometimes that's like one of the things that kind of like I do hate about Instagrams because now you're getting like so many opinions and then sometimes none at all and you're like all right is it really that bad or is it really that good or I don't know but like I try to not let that influence me Mm -hmm. but it does so (laughs) Yeah, like something everybody's attached to the enough. outcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: that I, I feel like that's regardless of whether you're, you know, posting your art or just posting like something, a picture of yourself, right? Like we try to act like we're not attached to the outcome, but low key, like we want likes. That's what it's there for, right? Like why? Aren't people, I know <laughs> why aren't people looking? Why are people commenting? Um, but it, it, it's it's such a good point because. I strive every day to be unattached to the outcome in all things, right? Because when you're just creating for yourself or posting for yourself, it, I almost find, and I, I wish I could have like flagged the ones that I knew I was just like, "F it, fuck it, I don't care if this, whether it was for my business page or my personal page, it was like, I like this. This is funny to me. I'm posting it, and mm-hmm. fuck everybody else. <laughs> I swear, if I could, if I could go back and like remember. I guarantee every single time I did that, not expecting anybody to even look at it, that's the one that like blew up. It's mm-hmm. just like, again, like the law of attraction, you're like, I don't care. I'm not attached. This is what I like. It is what it is. But it's it's so true, Christina. Like, even when you're trying to, you as you're pressing posts, you're yeah. like telling yourself <laughs> that in your mind, but Vokey, you're also like, okay,
0: well, like, can you actually make sure it happens the way I want it to happen? <laughs> most artists, I think we are portrayed as being chaotic and like not organized, which I, I, I don't believe that's fair, but okay. So I'm going to ask you what role has organization played in your journey
2: as an artist? Um, so in general, I would like to think of myself as organized, but my brain is pretty calm Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like, I like to keep my space tidy, but like, I tend to find myself in like a tornado of things when I'm trying to create something like I can't be bothered to put this away while I'm like so focused on like Mm -hmm. this work in front of me Mm -hmm. um so like I try to just like limit it to a space that's just dedicated to art but it's like hard to do when you're in a small apartment so Mm -hmm. hopefully down the line if I could get like a you know bigger space I can have like a room that's just dedicated to you know my work um But otherwise, when I'm, like, in the middle of creating something, like, you know, like, I can't be bothered to start, like, looking through boxes and piles of things. So I try to kind of have, um, like, dedicated, like, bins or something to just, like, organize, like, my paints, my glues, my glitter, my, you know, rocks and whatever other random stuff that, like, um, I'm planning on using either now or, like, in the future.
0: Yeah i can't create art in a space that like feels too cluttered because then i get anxiety from that oh yes but i know i know but like i know when i actually am creating work i'll make like a hot mess i'll make a mess of everything but so like as Mm -hmm. you're like in the zone the whole room is like a just a nightmare yeah but like i can't start in that space i have to like clean up first and then destroy it (laughs) that's
2: exactly how i am that
1: makes sense to me though like you can't create chaos or create art if it's already chaotic right you know it's going to get there because that's the creative process at least for my understanding mm-hmm.
0: yeah but i feel like art is chaos in itself you know so it's kind of like it all kind of ties in together it's all one i guess
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right so i am at my last question but is there anything else for you if you, you want to add in there no nope. okay okay so is there any advice for our artists for artists who are just starting out that, that you can offer them
2: uh, yeah. So just like, don't be afraid, go for it. You know, there's no right or wrong way. Literally anything can be art like we talked about, art is so super subjective, and sometimes it's like disgustingly subjective, (laughs) so just like don't be discouraged, and create whatever makes you happy, and if you are worried about technical skills, like I said, the basics of everything, they're learned, you can learn how to draw, you can learn how to paint, you can learn anatomy, and like, you know, the proportions, and the shapes, and all of that is just all practice you know and mm-hmm. with you know creativity it just takes some experimenting you might need to just find your you know uh your your personal art form maybe it's not painting maybe it's sculpting maybe it's something else you know mm-hmm. so just trying different things all the time to like help you determine like what type of artist you want to be and like i personally love going to museums to get inspiration and i love Like I said, scrolling through Instagram and seeing like what else is out there and, you know, see, you know, if you, if you can't make it out to a museum or anything like that, just, you know, do research, you know, find different methods that other people have tried and try it on your own and see what inspires you to make your own art.
0: Great answer. Because art school is not the only way. Art school is not always needed. It's important to know. Okay. And then lastly, how can our audience find you?
2: So I'm slowly in the process of bringing back my website because I make it and I delete and I make it. (laughs) So this year I'm making it again. And for now you can find me on Instagram for like, you know, any updates and you can always message me with any questions until, you know, my uh, actual website becomes available again. So,
0: yeah. Thank you for joining us today, Christina.
2: Thank you, Christina. Thank you so so much.
0: And that is a wrap. Fearless Narratives airs every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and we will see you next week.